0: but I don't want to. An Anxiety Happy Hour is three adults with anxiety talking about mental health and other sensitive topics. Listener discretion is advised.
1: to but i don't want to an anxiety happy hour
0: or an anxiety happy hour for short
1: or as i like to call it "Ah." Ah. (laughs) so today we are talking about one of adults least favorite things or i assume most adults least favorite thing going to the doctor Uh. you're not wrong growing up when people talked about how an apple a day kept the doctor away did that encourage you to eat apples no it did for me I eat lots of apples.
0: I don't know if it was the primary factor in me eating apples, but, you know, I enjoy an apple. uh, I'm a fan of apple cider. Uh, Maybe some apple juice. But yeah, I I don't know that it was intentionally to avoid the... um, But I certainly didn't look forward to my doctor visit.
1: Hot take. Do we think that the apple industry, Big Apple, (laughs) made the concept of both an apple a day to keep the doctor away and give your teacher an apple? Just wondering.
0: I mean, this is clearly the work of the Illuminati, right? This is why (laughs) they exist.
1: (laughs) Well, we didn't didn't want our
2: teachers to get sick, right? Or fall in love with doctors and leave us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's pause for an ad break from maybe Big Apple. Let's go ahead and do a doctor roll call. Who here goes to the doctor regularly?
0: I actually do, if you can believe it. And now here's the thing that's funny about it, because in my early 20s, like, you know, when I was first adulting, uh, I definitely did not do that. But at some point I hit this sort of realization like, well, I'm, I'm mildly towards the unhealthy side of things. Maybe it would be helpful if I just kept going and then maybe I could get stuff under control yeah i I try to go to my annual physical i uh, I make calls if I need them. I have, for example, I've been dealing with a little bit of bursitis or the uh, tennis elbow as they call it, but on the ATP tour there, I have needed to go in for some injections of cortisone. that's steroids. They don't give me the rage though, just make my elbow not hurt. So okay. you know, oh. there's a little bit of pain involved, but uh, it's worth it in the end.
1: okay. Pre-COVID, I was doing pretty well with the setting up doctor's appointments. I had gone to my physical once a year for the last like three years and I had gone to the dentist. I was going regularly for whenever the dentist tells me to go and then the next one I was going to do was my eye appointment and I was taking it off because I finally had insurance that paid me <laughs> to go to these regular checkups as like an incentive to be preventative oh wow and, and then covid hit and <laughs> my dentist called and said hey we're gonna cancel your dentist appointment for who knows how long and then i just stopped when we came not to the other side of covid because we still got that going on but when we came back to being able to make doctor's appointments. My PCP had moved, and so I needed a new PCP, and my dentist office had merged with someone else in a different location that I don't know where it is, and I still hadn't made my eye appointment, but I did recently go to the eye doctor. Well, I don't even know if it was really a doctor, but my, my mother assures me that it was not, in fact, a doctor, that it was just some <laughs> hacks that get you lenses, but... <laughs> I now have a new prescription, and I have two new pairs of glasses, and then I have the temporary contacts that I'm supposed to try out to see whether this brand works for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so. All right, Britt, you go to the doctor? Well, well, let me ask
2: a question first. So did it make you feel as equally anxious or less anxious to go to this so-called hack of a doctor? Because it's not a real doctor, right, according to your mom?
1: I I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) I I don't know if they feel like sponsoring us, but I'll name drop. I went to America's Best Glasses and Contacts. They're nationwide. Their big thing is that you can get glasses fairly cheap. I mean, it can still get expensive, but the eye exam is free. Did the end result work? Like, can you see out of your glasses perfectly fine? Yeah, I can see out of my glasses. And I feel like they did the real doctor job. (laughs) <laughs> i i'm not convinced that it wasn't a real doctor <laughs> my mother assures me that there's no way they could be a real doctor because it's too cheap. wow
2: <laughs> i don't go to the doctor i didn't really go to the doctor the entire time growing up when it came time for college and they give that whole list of shots you're supposed to have i was i graduated when i was 18 so i was technically an adult quite the adventure driving myself to the health department and being like hey can I uh, can I get all these shots, please? <laughs> still didn't go to a doctor. I still don't really go to the doctor. I did go to the doctor last year when I was in a car wreck, and it sounds way dr- more dramatic than it was. I must have been really anxious when I got rear-ended that all my muscles tensed up, and I had some, like, severe pain in the muscle that connects, like, your neck and your shoulder. So I did go to those appointments, and then... I just haven't been since. I haven't been to the OBGYN in like four years. I went to the dentist a couple of years ago and he was like, if you don't fix that overbite, you're going to have your teeth disintegrate. And I was like, mm, yeah, don't like you. So I haven't been back.
0: <laughs> that's uh you know what? Dental horror. That's something we can definitely talk about. Well, let's get to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I used to love the dentist. If he hadn't made that silly remark, I would probably have gone back because I really enjoy a good teeth cleaning. Okay. It's... I don't. I don't really go to the doctor otherwise.
1: I see. I. I, I would, but it's the money. <laughs> it's always the money, right? That I think that the money is one of the main reasons why I got into the situation. I don't like going to the doctor. That it causes me anxiety. It's money. Mm -hmm.
0: Can I, so this also will go into the dental thing then. Let me, let me regale you with a story if I will. Um, uh, So my dentist growing up was a Harvard educated, uh, you know, dentist. I mean, both undergrad and Harvard medical school or Harvard dental school. They're, they're different. And so he was a bit gruff. And as a teenager, uh, I was a bit, uh, shall we say negligent in my uh, dental habits. I thought that winter fresh resulted in fresh breath. So I chewed a lot of it. It does. Yes. Uh, However, I probably was not as diligent as brushing as I should be. So I I got a whole bunch of little cavities and I got a scolding when I got them all filled. Um, And then I took a job and didn't have dental insurance. And I assumed you needed dental insurance to go to the dentist. Not really understanding that, no, you can just go and like, you know, pay out of pocket. Doesn't really like. Dental insurance just gives you a discount. That resulted in me not going to the dentist for probably seven years. Oh, yeah. So uh, by the time I got around to it, I ended up spending about $30,000 in restorative dentistry to do a dental implant, which took a whole bunch of painful bone grafting procedures to do a bunch of crowns, including a procedure called a crown lengthening, where they Ooh. actually shave down the bone. So much pain. There was so much pain involved. And instead I resulted in massive bills that probably could have been a down payment on a house or a car or something like that. I would say I learned my lesson on that one in particular.
1: Mm. I I grew up lower middle class sometimes middle middle class depending on the year a lot of times lower like we did all the couponing and we we really pinched pennies in order to get one new outfit at the beginning of the school year and i lived on hammy downs i was always told we are too poor to go to the emergency room i just assumed only rich people go to the doctor
0: hmm interesting
1: yeah that makes sense It's one of the reasons I didn't start therapy for so long. I was sure that it would cost hundreds of dollars each time I went to the therapist. And then I actually went to the therapist. I started it during COVID. During COVID, it was free because it automatically waived the copay during these trying pandemic times. Hmm. And then once we were back to sort of regular functioning... As long as you did online, which is the only way I have done it, it was $15 a session. Oh, wow. And even on my poorest year, I could afford $15 a week. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not bad at all.
0: Even with my crappy co-pays right now, right? It's costing me like $25 a session for my therapist, but it's worth every penny.
2: Oh. Huh. See, we put my boyfriend's daughter in therapy for a little bit because she just... You talk about anxiety for medical care. You can talk to her the whole way. She'll be like, yeah, I think I'm cool. Maybe just put a video on your phone on YouTube and I'll focus on that and it'll be fine. And she, as soon as the doctor goes to, like, touch her, flips out and turns into a rabid animal. And, like, completely just, she's not there anymore. It's like she has (laughs) left the building and there's just this feral human so we put her in therapy for a little bit to see if, like, they could kind of work through that. And I didn't know this at the time, but apparently no insurance covers children's therapy, but M- Medicaid, but that's not what we have. Her therapy bills are expensive.
1: Definitely insurance is a crop, A. And B, a lot of therapists don't take insurance. Mm. They just don't because they don't have to. That's shitty. Yeah, it really it's is. almost like we need universal health care. I don't know. Yeah, imagine that. Talking about insurance and the anxiety that that gives me, I recently was told by my psychiatrist that she would like me to do a sleep study. She had me explain how I sleep. Do pillows end up on the floor? Are my sheets twisted up? Do I wake up feeling rested, et cetera, et cetera? And apparently I have trouble sleeping. I never thought I had trouble sleeping because I (laughs) love to sleep. But apparently it's an issue for me. So she wants me to take a sleep study, but she can't refer the sleep study because she's a psychiatrist. I have to go to a PCP, which meant that I had to get a PCP because my old one left. And so I go, talk to my PCP, once again have to describe everything that's wrong with me and why I think I need this and yada yada. I already don't like talking about myself. It makes me very uncomfortable. End of that, she decides, "Okay, you can have the test to see whether or not you need a sleep study, like judges the oxygen while you're sleeping or something of that nature. So she gives me a referral. And then I go to the insurance company because I'm like, I don't know where to take this referral. And they send me a couple options. If these are people that we work with, you can go there. And I take it to the doctor. And the doctor says, oh, well, we can't get the referral from you. It has to go from the. The provider. Long story short, I still don't have the sleep study done. You know what? Let's pause for a referral break. Or if somebody wants to put an advertisement.
0: It is brutal when you get into one of those like referral matches with, you know, primary care and all that stuff. So I was always on an HMO for as long as I could remember, and then I switched over to using a PPO. In theory, that should eliminate your need for referrals to go to a specialist. However, in practice, they're still going to be like, well, I need notes from your other doctor, things of that nature. It's a possible solution, but it also changes your costs and stuff like that. Sometimes your employer's just not going to offer it, so you don't really have much of a choice.
2: I don't know the difference between the letters that you said.
0: (laughs) So, it's just these sort of, like, there's different theories and different types of insurances. And really what it comes down to is, you know, it's just an organization telling you, yes or no, we'll pay for this or we won't. With PPOs, you typically have what's called co-insurance, whatever... Procedure is done, you're responsible for some out of pocket amount up into whatever your deductible is, right? Whereas in HMO, uh, typically your copays are going to be lower. You have to get that prior authorization, is what they call it. So, mm. in theory, your primary care doctor controls your life. Oh, yeah. It's interesting.
2: Speaking of pre authorizations, my boyfriend was in the ICU about a month ago because his work keeps changing insurances and he has diabetes so he needs like a particular kind of insulin (laughs) every time they change insurance his um specialist has to like pre-authorize it but then the pre-authorization doesn't get to the pharmacy and then the pharmacy is asking for it again long story short he didn't end up with the medicine that he needed and you know went into ketoacidosis we're a month from that now and he tells me today he's like I need to go get my medicine. And I was like, well, why didn't you do that? He's like, "It's doing the pre-authorization thing again. So that is a dirty word in my house, pre-authorization.
1: It's the worst. It is 2022. I feel like if you need something, we should just be able to get it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Really, I think our general anxiety is with the entire system at this point, right? It's set up to, I don't even know what it's set up for, to make insurance companies and hospitals' money and the rest of us are just sort of at its mercy. We're all going to need healthcare. care. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? It's set up as though it's like a, a chance happening. Like, you take insurance and like, oh, something bad might happen to you. Well, yeah, but you know what? You're going to have these minor things that happen all the time. It just doesn't make any sense. We're the only country or the only rich country in the world that doesn't have universal healthcare.
2: Well, you know, hear me out. Our country is really big on the divide between lower class and upper class. They kind of want to get rid of middle class. And so if lower class is eligible for like Medicaid and Medicare and upper class can afford it, (laughs) then this whole insurance stuff really helps squish out middle class.
0: That's a very good point. It does bankrupt people.
1: My parents, being the typical Southerners, don't believe in universal health care, (laughs) which boggles my mind. And the amount of times I have just yelled at them, I'd be like, you know who benefits from universal health care? You. You who can't afford to go to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Why are people like that? My my mother, uh, she recently had breast cancer and thank the the beings above or or whoever you believe in, she she is in remission. She went through the, the chemo and she came out the other side. Everyone who has had cancer and survived it knows that that clean bill of health is not the end. You are then supposed to go to so many doctors every year to test it because now you're a little more susceptible for it she looked at the prices and she's like that appointment would cost me about ten thousand dollars i'm not going and it's hard to argue with her because i don't have ten thousand dollars
0: i mean that's a really good point so my father was just in the hospital getting a quadruple bypass Uh, we're getting the you know, bills coming through right now that were covered by his insurance. I'm seeing stuff for the hospital stay that's, you know, a quarter of a million dollars was what was billed out. And and that's not even everything. If we didn't have some mechanism to cover these things, we'd all be dead.
1: Maybe we would just regulate it like we do with the the library or fire stations or anything else. We would find a way to make it work.
0: But that's socialism.
1: Yeah, maybe we should be socialist. What if we just stopped paying for it?
2: (laughs) Many people do. Many people do. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have insurance most of my childhood. That's another reason we didn't do the doctor and stuff.
1: (laughs) I was so salty. I forget which president made it be, but there was some presidential decree that we all had to have health insurance. For sure, Obama.
2: Time,
1: okay. At the time in my life, I was so salty because I was raised to think that only rich people go to the doctor. So I wasn't going to the doctor and I couldn't afford insurance. And now I was being penalized on my taxes for not being able to afford the thing I couldn't afford.
0: Meanwhile, I looked at it as like, oh great, I'm finally gonna get some insurance coverage. You know, that was the first time I had taken a job in the restaurant. So it was the first time in my life I hadn't had insurance coverage. Uh, Unfortunately, that didn't come along until the end of that year. And wouldn't you know, my appendix went. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So talk about medical anxiety.
1: I don't think we have time to go into the whole conspiracy. But can we momentarily talk about the conspiracy theory that is ambulances? Mm. (laughs) do tell what you mean conspiracy theory about (laughs) ambulances? (laughs) okay so what are you told about ambulances growing up pull over get out of
2: their way they're expensive
1: (laughs) bunsen what about you
0: well you know they come to save you when you hurt yourself really badly
1: and that can be true for sure certainly so i i also like bunsen was told that you call them in an emergency and they can save your life they can get you to the hospital etc etc i then worked in bankruptcy law and i learned the fact that almost all states have ambulances run by private companies so a lot of times your, your insurance does not pay them or pays a very small amount of them and they have no funding from the state generally so they have to pay their workers using what you did and they can't usually bill you unless you get in the ambulance they raise the rates every time that they can't get people to get into their ambulance to cover basic costs like income
2: that doesn't sound like a conspiracy theory that sounds like a bona fide scam
1: okay fair bona (laughs) fide scam that is ambulances wow and there's next to no regulation on them
0: it's that's pretty insane actually
1: yeah i have told many people if it's let me die or put me in an ambulance you better let me die or call me an uber because it's cheaper (laughs) oh my gosh luckily i live in a place that hospitals are very close
2: (laughs) my mom was driving for uber in chicago at one point And these guys, you know, called an Uber and they tried to put this bloody man in her backseat and tell her to take him to the hospital. And she would not.
1: I mean, the reality is they looked at the ambulance calls and they said, nah, we'll get you an Uber Deluxe. How about that? (laughs) It's not what they signed up for.
0: (laughs) It's been a trope in movies and things like that. You know, stick the uh, half dead person in the cab. I think it featured prominently in Train Spotting. You've seen it on tv like you know somebody pulls up to the er and like flops out on the pavement
1: so what would be your ideal situation
0: the reason that it is so expensive here right now is simply because the system is set up to let it be that expensive the hospitals or the medical systems negotiate with the insurance companies and the drug manufacturers and all these things, and they just decide on some arbitrary amount of money and then they collect it from us, and it all just, you know, comes back to them. Oh, and even better, they're nonprofits, so the tax situation is real favorable, right? I- ideally, all the money that we're spending on healthcare right now could be money that was going, you know, staying in our pockets or. You know, getting paid up in taxes. There's no reason that we can't just fully socialize the system, standardize things, make things reasonable. That we're just allowing, you know, private enterprises to profiteer off of necessities.
1: Well said. Okay, Britt, what would convince you to go to the doctor?
2: Uh, if it was like super affordable and not a headache and, I didn't need to go to 8... Oh, you know what? You know what else? I need it to be after 5 p.m. I need to be able to go to the doctor after work.
0: Oh, my God. Imagine if that was a thing. (laughs) 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 Right? Imagine if you could go to the doctor at a time when you don't have to be earning the money you need to live. I
2: only have three sick days, and I'm going to use those to go to court to be a guardian
1: ad litem for children. I'm not going to go to the doctor. Are you insane? My ideal... Is that I have a home body scan that diagnoses me, (laughs) and I don't have to talk to nobody, and I don't have to answer questions. It just does a little. Hey, this is what's wrong. Like Baymax.
0: The potential for abuse there. Wouldn't you be afraid of like Google's AI, like you know, getting into the system and then starting to manipulate you somehow? I don't
1: give a shit.
2: Oh, sorry, not my question.
1: that's awesome uh, I'll, I'll plead the fifth
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean really people who are like scared of that well you what are you really scared? what are you doing that's
1: so secret nothing here's the thing though as women sorry punson you're not part of this
0: I'm, but yeah, I'm as
1: not. women stereotypically doctors do not believe us yes And that makes it even more of a struggle. For example, your girl Beamer is allergic to antibiotics. Not one of them, all of them, which is very problematic when you get ill. And every single new doctor that I ever go to does not believe me. (laughs) And then Sneaky tries to put me on antibiotics in which I then get violently sick And they're like, oh, maybe you are What did I say? Oh
0: my gosh <laughs> I, it's, I have no incentive to lie to you about this, sir Women are constantly Devalued in the medical field And then there's also Racial bias use in there as well it, There's a oh, documentary 100%. Coming out on HBO And of course I've forgotten the name Talking about how the mortality Rate amongst black women Is four times higher in childbirth Oh, 100% for it's, sure. It's absolutely insane.
1: One of the documentaries I recently watched was called The Janes, and it was all about this Chicago activist group that was helping women get abortions when abortions were illegal the first time. They eventually started performing the abortions themselves because. They were having trouble finding reliable doctors, finding doctors who actually acknowledge a woman's body and understood that it was a little bit different than a man's body, where when they were doing it themselves, they had a much lower mortality rate. It's stupid that we're still there. Let's take a moment to appreciate how much documentaries are leaning towards the unheard these days we're getting more about women about people of color it's great one thing that won't change is the need for advertisements so let's take a pause real quick what is a way that your anxiety has helped you when it comes to your own health has it
0: (laughs) maybe you know i haven't gotten a ton of like serious injuries in my life like broken bones and things like that. The anxiety certainly contributes to some risk-averse behaviors. So maybe it's keeping me safe from, you know, hurting myself severely.
1: Well, for me, it has led to a lot of homeopathic tendencies. For many, many years, for personal reasons, I did not take pills of any kind. Advil, Motrin, none of it. I, I sort of was like, I'm not going to be able to know what my body is saying to me if I just numb it with medication. Learn things like salmon is really good for headaches and garlic is good for colds and how important hydration is. And so I tend to do a lot of things that are naturally good for my body because I don't want to go to the doctor. I I think I've gone a couple 10-year spurts
2: without going to the dentist, and so... If I start to see, like, a plaque buildup or something, like, I, I go after it. and <laughs> I'm pretty into brushing my teeth, as Beamer can tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it, but... I mean,
0: there's <laughs> nothing me. bad about that.
1: The amount of drunk brushing her teeth I have <laughs> seen Brett do is pretty high. Uh,
0: like, of all the drunk habits that a human being can have, that is a phenomenal one.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I've also brushed my
2: friend's teeth while drunk. <laughs>
1: she has tried to brush my teeth
0: that uh, hopefully is it sure. wasn't with her toothbrush
1: no 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 with their own toothbrushes okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Again. i just like to do the brushing i'm really <laughs>
0: impressed by the drunken decision quality here this is just like next level
1: honestly Britt likes you to be involved in her drunk and so <laughs> we would do story time together we would do karaoke together we would do brushing <laughs> our teeth there were many close things mind it a lot of times I was sober <laughs> yes yes yes
2: I just really love people and I want them to know that especially when
1: I'm drunk my favorite was reading Cinderella to her while she was, she was drunk and changing the name so it was her latest crush it was a it was a <laughs> bombing moment for us and she hasn't had a crack in berry since to my knowledge I have not
0: wow have not
2: yeah, so we kind of drifted, but um, <laughs> it's good content, yeah. good content. <laughs> hey, listen,
0: uh, back in the 1920s, wasn't alcohol a cure-all for everything, right? Like, you know, weren't they mixing, you know, alcohol hey, hey, hey. With, with... That co- was not the
1: cure-all, that's cocaine.
0: Uh, oh, and heroin for coughs.
1: And laudanum. Yeah, I read a lot I, of books about oh, laudanum. Oh,
0: radium tonics.
1: <laughs> I, I think they either prescribed you something that could kill you, or... I think masturbation was also a a good recommendation from doctors. I think that should still be one.
0: I thought that, (laughs) well, but that was only after it was discouraged by like, graham crackers and things of that nature.
2: (laughs) Cornflakes.
0: Didn't it cause the insanity? Like, masturbation led to the itis or something?
1: I think that eventually doctors decided that women couldn't do it to themselves, that the doctors had to do it for
2: it's yeah. going to be lingering in the back of your mind.
1: I, I remember one of the childhood news stories that I have stuck in my brain is that woman who got pregnant while in a coma. Oh. Ew.
0: Yeah, that happened. And that's the thing, too, is that you do hear about these outlier cases that are absolutely horrifying, and there's no justifying it in any way, shape, or form. And just think of the damage it does to the hard work of say like all the nurses out there who have just been you know stressing through the last two and a half years of a pandemic and are strung out and are you know exhausted and just want to leave the profession it sucks it it, like nothing about the situation is good i think that's really what we need to acknowledge not just for us on the consuming side of it but the folks who are working in the system it really takes a toll on them as well
1: oh yeah because most of the professions all that money we're giving to insurance etc not going to them
0: and they you know the doctors who you know what have a half a million dollars in student loans yikes
1: also make a universal education available to all yes
0: <laughs> we're we're not just going for like socialism light we're going for socialism
1: we just want to be the best.
2: And to be the best, you have to be educated and healthy. <laughs> it's almost like we want your basic needs covered.
0: <laughs> Nothing says Merica like being the best. So there you go, guys. Merca is socialism.
2: <laughs> so we were just talking about the professionals in the medical field. And it made me think of a family that I used to work with where the mom, she was a hypochondriac. And she also ended up making her children hypochondriacs and this mother was in the hospital not like just at a regular doctor she was in the ER five out of seven days a week then her children always said they had something wrong with them or if another child they knew had a um, broken leg oh suddenly their leg hurt too they were very sympathetic illness children so as a not like, I'm one, but I bet the medical professionals have a lot of medical anxiety for those people, too. Like, because then there was a guy on, what was it, Scrubs, who was a hypochondriac. He was always in for this, that, and the other. And they were like, all right, let's give him this really painful test for this really rare thing. And he had it.
1: It's wild because I talk about doctors not believing women, etc. but it's got to be a hard line. I know more than you do about medicine because I went to school for it. But also, I'm not inside your body. So, really glad I'm not a doctor. Same. Same. So, should we all just scream together and finish this out?
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah.
1: One, two.
0: Ah! Ah! Ah!
1: There was no three. Oh, sorry. Was I supposed to do three? Oh, <laughs> Make God. <you> anxious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety we- has struck again.
1: Okay. Ha- how about on three? I'll say. One, two, three, and then we all scream. Nah, it was cool the way it was. Let's just be done. Now to roll the credits.
0: Big thanks to Sam Rochford for her use of the song Pedals. You can listen to the full version on Spotify, Apple Music, or any of those other places that you find music. If you want to connect with her and you're secretly 83 years old, like me, her Facebook page is called Sam Rochford Music. And if you're hip and cool, her TikTok is Boring Sad Music.
1: Do you like our logo? It was done by friend of the pod and artist extraordinaire the Ramble Pies. Her Instagram and TikTok are at the dot Don't know what you want, but want some art. Her Etsy is the Rambling Merchant. Now that's all one word. She does do commissioned works if you have something in mind.
0: You can reach us at
1: Linktree slash anxiety happy hour
0: on Instagram at an anxiety happy hour
1: on facebook at an anxiety happy hour
0: on youtube at but i don't want to an anxiety happy hour
1: on twitter at anxiety hh pod because apparently there's character limitations
0: thanks elon on tiktok at an anxiety happy hour
1: or email us at an anxiety happy hour at gmail.com
0: this has been a be anxious production okay that's a no that that works for me
1: okay (laughs) genuinely this easygoing or like (laughs) no he really is it's freakish
0: i'm just like one chill dude man you know like
2: the title of this podcast would say otherwise